Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here up and about on a Saturday afternoon, the 17th of April, my goodness, 17th already, recording a hot little mailbag episode, doing it with me today, Mr. Liam Hancock. What's going on, guys? Lee here. How are you, mate? Up and about for it? Up and about. Big one today. It is a big one. There are always big ones, the mailbag episodes. Also joining us, Ro Hancock. How are we going, Nick? I'm loving the afternoon format again. I think that's where we play our best... um, Play our best ball. I, I believe so. We uh, we've kind of switched to the uh, the morning editions, and sometimes it's a little bit harder to get up and about in the uh, AM time slot. But yep. we've switched to the PM, and we are all systems go. So as I say, guys, a huge episode in store. We've got a few odds and ends to rip through. We'll have hero of the week as well. But the uh, the mailbag, we had our faithful listeners send in their hard hitting questions. Mm. So I know we're all certainly looking forward to answering them pretty oh, shortly. There's a few rippers in there, isn't there? Yeah, there is some uh, some real hard hitting ones. So they should uh, certainly prove to be. Uh, well, I know for me, uh, some of them you had to do a bit of a deep dive into. Some of them were quite in depth. Yeah, but, agree. Uh, That's what... And I'm not doing the deep dive. You, I'll be the source of. It's off the top of the dome. Top of the there. dome I've, today. I've got a couple of notes, but I'm I'm haven't gone extensive with the. <laughs> you you do your best work off the dome, though, don't you? I do. That's that's, uh, that's yeah. where the honesty comes from. Absolutely, <laughs> right no off, no doubt. Right off the noodle, that's it. I would say we're both pretty honest as well, though. I would right? have, but, yeah, particularly after a few drinks as well. Exactly, that's a, a staple mark of the uh, the mailbag episode. A couple of beverages, especially in the afternoon. So, uh, good stuff there. Before we get into the show, though, guys, a couple of quick housekeeping notes. Uh, a big thank you again to both of our sponsors, Insport Hobart and Kingston, as well as Card Culture. Mm, uh, just yep. quickly, we just put something up just before we came on air. Card Culture have just uh, acquired. It's like an old, it's like an old school NBA Jam arcade machine. And these things are absolutely worth their weight in gold. Um, an incredible pickup for those guys. So again. You know, this is something you got to pop in store, check it out. What do you mean by that arcade like digital, like you can see on a screen or what? Because I don't you know. Even, like, I you go to the arcade it. and you have the the games. Like, yeah, so it's, it's on the them. screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, one of the old style, you know. You have to get in store to, or just to, uh, go oh, Check out our Facebook. socials. Absolutely. Speaking of which, check us out: socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. All the latest news from around the league, both NBA and NBL, breaking on there. Um, so be sure to check that out. I think that's enough of my waffling. Should we get into odds and ends, lads? <laughs> I reckon, yep. Okay, I'm going to start us here uh, with Ennis Cantor. Oh, now, during the week... Massive had, stat line. He had 24 points and a career-high 30 rebounds. That's incredible. Yeah. And then went over Detroit and absolutely... Well, it broke the Portland franchise record. Yeah. But I've, I want to start today's episode with a little bit of trivia. Okay. Now, yep. this was the most boards in a game mm. since 2018. Oh, okay. Can you name me the player... Who last had 30 points, uh, 30, 30 rebounds. rebounds. 30 boards. So in 2018 was the last player. 2018. Um, so we're going to get the mind firing early here. That's a great question. I'd I'd, I'd probably lock in someone like um, an Andre Drummond. Yeah, I was about That's to say guess? Andre Drummond as well, but now I'll, I might I'll, change it. He's riddled with injuries. I'll give you a clue, Lee. It's someone, um, well, as, as a franchise, I yeah. guess... Cornerstone that he is, he, he has a bit to do with your Hornets. Uh, it's not, it's not it's, uh, with my Hornets. Yes. I wouldn't feel safe locking in Cody Zeller, that's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll give it to you guys anyway. Not Biz. 
No, it was Dwight Howard's. Oh, okay. uh, he had 32 points and 30 rebounds as they beat the Nets 111 to 105 in 2018. So 2018, that's six years past his, past his prime. prime. Past his prime, so a huge game there. But again, for Cantor, again, it just illustrates what, I guess, an incredible year he's yeah. having. He has been an absolute A career force. year. A career year, absolutely. That was not for bench, though, was it? Or no, was it? No, 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 that one was starting for that one. Okay, I've got a bit of trivia. What oh, here um, we go. draft... We've turned this into, are you smarter than a podcast? <laughs> what, what draft pick did Ennis Cantor go? I oh, think he, was... he went top five, didn't he? Did he? Oh, I think I he would have gone three. And then I'll tell you, because I was watching some... I think he went three, didn't he? I would have said... I would have said second round. I'm not too familiar. If I'm relying on the TikTok I saw, he went two... Did he really? Yeah. What year? Uh, th- yeah, I think it was That'd like 20... 2011 or something. Or maybe something like that. He was an early know. pick. There yeah. you go. I would not have got that. Nowhere near. So I'm glad that wasn't a, are you smarter than a podcast, podcast host question? <laughs> um, guys, a couple of injuries here. Warriors centre James Wiseman. Yeah. Uh, he will uh, be out likely for the rest of the season yeah, after yeah. a torn right meniscus. Disappointing. Uh, really disappointing for him and the Warriors. You know, they're in and around that playing pitcher. Um, but this really serves as a bit of a blow to them. So there goes the number two and three um, draft picks. Yeah, out. yeah, they're in they're in trouble. Um, if it's any indication, Anthony Edwards is going to you know, break a hip. <laughs> wrap him in cotton wool. <laughs> wrap him in wool. Uh, we'll speak about the Warriors a little bit later on in the show. We've got a question regarding them, but yep. yeah, a huge blow for them, and an even bigger blow for the Denver Nuggets. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Murray is out for the season uh, after suffering a torn left ACL. Now, this was absolutely devastating. Mm, this came yeah. against the Warriors. There was only about a minute to go. Um, and it's such a shame because Denver were really starting to look like a legitimate threat. Like, they were hitting their straps. 100%. Since the acquisition of Gordon, they've been on a tear, and it really looked like they'd kind of found that piece to mm. put them into the top tier yep. of contending. Um, but this blow, it's, it's absolutely devastating. It's the only way to, to put it. Where does this leave them, though? Does Is this the difference between getting to the... Finals getting to the conference finals for the Denver Nuggets, or do you think they still have the pieces to make a deep no. run? I I don't think it's. I mean, I do think Jamal Murray is the difference. I don't yep. think they're making it to the Eastern Conference Finals um, without Not the Western. Oh, West, Western. Sorry, <laughs> um, the the yoke can only do so much for them. And you saw earlier in the year he had Jamal Murray mm. by his side, and they were still sitting under the play in. MPJ will have to be absolutely he elite will. from here. And Gordon as well, um, for as great as he's been, he'll have to be a more consistent scorer. I agree. Um, but I, I don't know. I think this really hurts. I think this really hurts them because now they're going to be, they've got a bit of depth, but the quality drops off quite severely. It does. Um, so, you know, bringing up that next man, it just means more minutes for the blokes underneath. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think this is a blow that will probably, they won't be able to bounce back from. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, some really sad news throughout the week. Um, Lamarcus Aldridge announced his retirement effective immediately. Um, he played with a, a regular heartbeat last week, which sort of prompted him to look at his options. And in the end, he put his health and he put his family life ahead of basketball, which is completely understandable given yep. he's been a, um, a, a consistent stalwart um, in the NBA over the last, you'd probably say, 15 years 10 to 15 so. years. 15, yeah. um, but you think of him, like particularly in his prime when he was playing for the Portland Trailblazers, yeah. he was probably one of the most dominant big men in the league at that time. 
And even since then, playing for the Spurs, he was, you know, as solid as they come. And now for the Brooklyn Nets, even though he didn't play too many games with them, he was still showing signs of being a really handy acquisition. So really sad news, but a really good player. And um, you'd think he's going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Well, he finished his career with 19.5 points, 8 rebounds, a tick over 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 7-times All-Star, 5-times All-NBA player. He certainly... Um, you know, he's certainly been one of the most dominant big men in recent times, mm, um, and a hell of a career for him. And absolutely, it's um, it's horrible that he doesn't get to go out on his own terms. Mm. But now, I guess life after basketball, I'm sure he will uh, go on to great things. Yeah, it's a shame that we don't get to see the Nets with their their whole whole team that they had assembled. Like yeah. it would have been good to see Griffin and Aldridge with Irving, Durant, mm, yep. Harden, um, the Avengers, the Avengers. Yes. That's it, but. Nevertheless, still a very formidable team there. Mm-hmm. Some good news. Um, AD has been cleared for full on court activity. Huge. Um, and he'll slowly but surely be eased back into the lineup. I don't know how long that's going to take or the time I, frame, but. I think they said about two weeks and then yep. LeBron's another week behind him. Yep. No, um, as a Lakers fan, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> that's all right. Happy, no yeah. point rushing into it. We're no. on the, on the march to the playoffs, yet I don't think. You know, their position's going to affect them too much, no, so no. My ensure question, they're healthy. My question is, how is AD going to hold up by himself without LeBron? How, what will he be able to do for the Lakers? Uh, I I'm think, not too concerned. Probably not. It, like, they've been pretty handy without AD and LeBron, mm. um, so I think he'll just give them another aspect, and I think they'll ease him in oh, pretty yeah. slowly mm. with Drummond, Trez. They've got big men. Um, I don't think there'll be any pressure on him to have to play 35, 40 minutes no. a night. From the from the word go, no. Uh, in other news, OKC have signed Real Madrid forward Gabriel Deck from the Euro League on a four-year, fourteen and a half million dollar deal. Uh, he's only twenty-six years old, but has spent a fair bit of time with the Argentinian national team. Yep. Uh, he's currently working through immigration processes as we speak, so we should hopefully get a look at him soon. But and especially, he should get plenty of opportunity on this mm. team the way they're resting players and promoting youth. But again, a name who's not real familiar for probably US or Australian listeners, no. but a guy who's been doing good things in the Euro League. Have you seen any of his highlights? Uh, I, I did have a look at his highlights, actually. He looks like a handy player. Yep. Um, and I think for OKC, again, we're going to get plenty of exposure to him. Mm. Um, so, you know, he should be in the next week or so. Hopefully, we should get a look at him. Uh, four-year deal. When you said Real Madrid forward, I was thinking Lionel Messi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Look at you go exercising some soccer knowledge here. Don't reckon he'd be covered on the height aspect, but not no quite. Um, some scary news this morning. Um, Donovan Mitchell, I'm not sure if you guys were watching the game, but against the Indiana Pacers, he went down quite awkwardly. Um, and many people at the time were thinking, oh, geez, let's hope it's not a serious injury, yeah. a 12 month or even, even worse. Um, it's looking like he's gone down with a right ankle sprain, which is quite disappointing. Um, because, um, you know, the, the Utah Jazz were looking like they were on an enormous streak, um, probably one of the prime teams in the competition. It's not an ideal time for one of their key guys um, to go down with a serious injury, but at this stage it looks like it might just be maybe a few weeks, yep. um, if that. But he's he's um, it was scary times when he went down because many people thinking he could be out for... A, uh, extended oh, period. That. He's really the kind of glue that holds them together, isn't he? Like, if he were to go down, they've still got capable players, mm. Conley, Bogdanovich, Gobert, but he is really that 
the main offensive scorer. Um, and yeah. yeah, as I said, the gel that holds them together. So yeah. hopefully, nothing too severe there. Sure. And his his late um, game has been insane. I'm I'm pretty sure I saw. Let me see. He has been on a tear, and I'll, I will just pose this question. Yeah. So often, um, you know, we haven't really mentioned any. Like the Utah Jazz have the best record in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, but none of their players have been mentioned in that MVP yeah. conversation. Well, it's because mm-hmm. he started out so slow. He's been on a massive incline, but he started off pretty woeful. Five days ago, um, this post was put up. His last three games, um, he averaged 40 points per game, five uh, rebounds a mm-hmm. game, three assists, and 46% massive. of the field. Massive. Like, he was looking like that um, bubble Donovan Mitchell again. Yeah. Um, so uh, even like two weeks is going to hurt him because even like one of those two week injuries can just derail a player and just like send them in a downward spiral. But hopefully that's you have not enough the case. time to hopefully get back up to speed before the playoffs. And I might just also add while I'm touching on the Utah Jazz yeah. that. Um, Dwayne Wade has become part owner of the Utah Jazz. Did see that? Um, he, he's come out with an Instagram post earlier today, and he says he's excited to lead the Jazz to the next level. Um, good time to hop on, and it's good as well for these, I guess, smaller market teams to have these bigger names attached to them. Mm. Um, it grows their brand exposure, awareness. So. You know, nothing but good can come from that. I wonder if it's because people say that Donovan Mitchell looks like the second yeah. coming of D Wade. I like He's probably that. taken a liking to A little to that, mentor, yeah. mentorship there. Because mm. I was thinking, why would D Wade want to go with the Jazz? Like, what what connection do they have? I thought he would have. Is it, are they too close to go to the Heat? Him and the Heat. Uh, like, depends as well how what the price was for the yeah. actual, I guess, ownership there, and um, how much is likely to go up over the next five. That's to 10 it. Years. The actual potential uh, there with mm. the way the Jazz are going, and you know those younger pieces in yep. Mitchell, there is a, a very high ceiling. Um, Isaiah Thomas, we've spoken about him the last couple of weeks. His 10-day contract has expired with the Pelicans. Um, as of yet, they've not shown any interest at all in bringing him back. Now, do we feel a team should take a chance on him? Do we? I, I, I think they should. I think he showed mm. enough to warrant uh, a crack in the league. Still, I'm yep. a huge advocate of his, um, and I still think he can play a role in the team once he has the chance to settle in and adjust. Ten days is just not enough. No, I agree. Um, how do you guys feel about that? Well, there's just so many players in the league that IT is just better than in general anyway. Yep. So yep. you'd think he would be warranted to have a spot, but he's so he has that reputation of just not, just not playing in the NBA. And yep. I feel like people just don't want to pick him up because he hasn't played in the league for such a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And but the other thing that people have to remember is you're only going to. Um, improve with more games at NBA level. Yeah, he hasn't played for a long time, but people forget... There's been a lot of rust on him. Oh, there'd be so so much rust. Um, So you'd think on a team like, for example, Detroit Pistons, bottom of the barrel, not looking (laughs) very likely They're not looking good at all. Um, And he could, you know, play a bit role for them for the remainder of the season. they've lost Derek Rose. Having that kind of point guard who can mentor Killian Mm. Hayes would be just a perfect role for him. would be. So, yeah, I hope a team takes a chance on him. But, again, we keep saying watch this space on IT, but... Uh, well, he got he got dropped, and on the other end of the spectrum, um, Boogie Cousins, he got signed to another 10-day contract. So, mm. they're seeing there something in him. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly think he's well worth still taking. Yeah. You know, you've got nothing to lose by giving him another 10 days. Um, no. So, certainly warranted there. 
Uh, it's also been announced, I'll just run through the main ones, but who will be inducting this year's Hall of Fame batch? Okay. Yep. Uh, the main ones here, uh, Kevin Garnett will be inducted by Bad Boys Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> uh, Tim Duncan will be inducted by David Robinson. And by far, certainly the most emotional one out of the batch, Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant will be inducted by Michael Jordan. Yeah. What a class. What a class. They're the main ones there. There's a few more there, but... Um, you know, I certainly don't think there'll be many dry eyes no, with no. the Kobe induction. Um, I saw something come up the other day, and it was, again, his final game, the 60-point mm. point game yeah, against the Jazz there, yeah. and it's just, honestly, one of the most iconic moments in sporting history, yeah. um, not just because of what's happened since, yeah. um, but in the time, like we had at the time, I think the final day there, we also had the Warriors against the Grizz mm. to break the record of... Um, well, the 72 and 10 record, they got the 73rd win. Yeah. But all cameras, all attention was focused on Kobe's last game. Uh, it really was just phenomenal just seeing him go to town and seeing, you know, all the stars line up, Jack Nicholas in front row. Yeah. Uh, really was such a special moment, and this one will certainly be a fitting, fitting induction. Oh, for yeah. sure. Lads, do you have anything else from the NBA? Uh, I feel like I had something. Um, yeah, Jabari Parker. Oh, good. Ray good. likes this. He's, he's been signed um, with the with the Boston Celtics. And with that, Mo Wagner has been released. So yes. it, Where's he gone? Is he just... He has been waived. Ah, uh, so Vargs. There you go. That's the end <laughs> of him. We, we didn't get to see him do too much damage in the green, but um, yeah, hopefully Parker will, will be able to bring something to the, uh, the line-up there. Yeah, right? You'd hope so, yep. From the NBL, I've just got a couple of quick ones here. Now, earlier in the week here in Tasmania, we had our first NBL action in 16 years. Uh, the New Zealand Breakers faced the Perth Wildcats. It was a crazy game. It was really some pretty abysmal shooting for the first half. Mm. But in the end, the Wildcats won 85-79 to 79 in OT. Um, the Breakers were up by as many as 16 in the second, but Perth gradually began to claw them back. It was really tight down the stretch. The Breakers led by three with two and a half seconds to go. Ooh. Now... During the week, we also had Luka Doncic. If anyone saw the kind of prayer three he threw <laughs> up against the Grizz, Bryce Cotton, arguably, well, he's certainly the best player in the league. He's oh, done sure. exactly the same thing to the Breakers. Two and a half seconds to go, just kind of a, uh, an absolute prayer from Hail three, Mary. kind of a fl- floater. Hail Mary. It's gone in, send it to OT. Um, from there, Perth were able to clinch it. Cotton himself finished with 34 points, four rebounds and three assists. But it really was, for the first game in 16 years here in Tassie, you couldn't have asked for anything more as a fan. This game had it all from, you know, a tight finish, OT, um, mm-hmm. to the MVP just going absolutely bananas. We're so, pretty lucky to have Bryce Cotton playing in our league, aren't we? Well, I tell you what, he is, like, he, honestly, there's a lot of talent in this league, but mm-hmm. he just stands out like a Head and shoulders thumb. above. Um, you know, He's NBA caliber. He is. He certainly is. So, you know, it was an unreal game and certainly a huge spectacle. And it was yeah. so great to see so many people turn up. Yeah. Um, the Jack Jumpers are certainly going to be in good stead in October when they finally get their team. And speaking of which, the Jack Jumpers have made their first signing. Oh. Uh, 18-year-old Sia Deans has signed on with the team as a development player. Uh, he spent time with the Northwest basketball team as well as also playing for the national team. Gee, that's exciting. Uh, he played a pivotal role in their under-15 national team that won gold in the 2018 Oceanic Championships. Now, on a development contract at the minute, but he is certainly a player that is being regarded pretty highly. What's yep. that mean, development So he'll, he'll be in, like, kind of the youth setup, um, oh, okay. kind of in between, I would yeah. say, looking to promote 
Him as well? A lot of upside, I reckon. A lot of upside, but again, it's great. We've got our first signing, um, and from here, no doubt, plenty will follow on. Agree. Yeah. Lee? I was just going to... I had a joke that I was half getting out, oh, but... You I, sort I, of well, have to get it. I was just going to say second will be me, but it's oh. not even funny. <laughs> second won't be you, but <laughs> I tell you what, you keep putting in work, mate, and oh. anything's possible. I'm, from now on, I'm sticking to my jokes. I tell you what, Lee's worth it. work ethic's all right. He... 8.30, I hopped up this morning. Yeah. Guess who had the full gym kit on <laughs> ready kit on. to get out and have yeah. put up some shots? How'd you go this morning, mate? Did you did you make it rain? Uh, well, we played two 2v2s, um, and we obviously switched up the teams a bit. Both teams, with both times that I was on a team, we won. So, so you were looking oh. for them. Oh, well, I mean, I was... I was... Next, next time, set up the camera and send them to, nah, to Scotty there. Scotty He'll love it. Up. Isn't it funny how whenever Lee has shots, he's dominating? But whenever we're there, that's... Oh. Uh, not so much uh, happening of, there, is it? Brick city. No, great stuff, mate. We look forward to seeing you in the uh, in the green, green and black there yeah. soon, <laughs> guys. Let's move ahead to our mailbag once again. We oh. really appreciate everyone that sent in questions. Um, you know, we certainly, you know, love hearing our thoughts from our listeners, and you know, certainly look forward to answering all these questions with the appropriate gusto. Without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, lads, here we go. Question one comes from our main man at Listen, Listen, Listen podcast. Guys, go check them out there on Instagram. He asks, Clippers or Lakers in the finals? Now, I might start us here as the Lakers fan. Yes, makes Um, sense. I'd have to say Lakers. Now, it is a biased opinion, but I think if both teams are at full strength, uh, which hopefully they are, hopefully we get the full full complement of stars. Yeah. I really think the AD matchup will be less favourable for the Clippers. Like, they yeah. don't have anyone that can match up with him. Um, they're big Zubac, like, or Abaka. Um, AD is just too big, too strong, too quick. Too skillful. Too skillful, absolutely. So, And that's the real asset that the Lakers have. Um, I really think that he is going to be the difference point. You know, if yeah. as good as LeBron will be, Paul George and Kawhi will be great too. Mm. But I think AD is that point of difference. But... You know, I really hope we get them in the finals because it'll be one hell of a matchup. The one that we were promised last year, but it didn't eventuate. It's the one that people have been after since the super teams, so-called super teams, have yep. been created. Um, I'll go next. I, I'm sort of in the same boat. I think at full strength, the Lakers are um, the more favourable matchup out of the two. The other thing is I haven't really seen anything just yet that gives me any faith that the Clippers will do anything too special in the playoffs. They've got the players to... Um, make a deep run, obviously. Like, they've got the players who could potentially make it all the way to the finals, but I haven't seen them excel on the big stage just yet. Yeah. In saying that, I actually really do like the addition of Rajon Rondo when it comes to their chances in the playoffs. He's a big game player. Um, and adding a guy like Rajon Rondo with the big game experience that he has will be, it'd be invaluable. 100%. Um, but you'd think there's more evidence so far to, to sort of suggest that the Lakers will um, get over the top of them if they were to meet in the conference finals. Lee, what are your thoughts here, mate? Clippers or Lakers? The key word both of you guys said was um, if they're at full strength. Yep. Um, I've no doubt in my mind that LeBron and AD are going to give their all in the playoffs, but my um, concern comes for the second stringers um, and anyone past AD and LeBron really for the Lakers because 
you know, Coos, you don't know if he's going to bring but his so, A game. I guess, do you, but do you have, so you have more faith in the Clippers bench, do you? I'm, my pick would be the Clippers. Um, yeah, there you go. And mainly because, yes, I do have more faith in their bench and their second role players. But Paul George has just been on a tear. Yep. And if Kawhi mm. can lock in and go to that Toronto Raptors kind of um, playoff run, then... I think it'd be hard to stop them, but okay. There like, you go. Yeah, my, no. my main concern and the reason I wouldn't give it to the Lakers is players like Coos and Dennis Schroeder hasn't been playing that well. You know, KCP, we love him, but don't do that. Face no, Nick, he I, hasn't. He hasn't. I would, I would buy into them more with Trez Caruso, all the rest of them than you know, Canard okay. than. You know, Terrence Mann. Then that's you know. you've you've just gone from you know probably no. I, I wouldn't go straight. I, to... I like that Lee's gone with a different option yep. because um it, the Clippers are a valid option. I think at the end of the day, we we'll have to have a little wager when that series comes up, yeah. Lee. Okay. No, I like it though. Great question there. I think either way, if, I, I really hope we do get that series at one point or another. Oh, so do I. Um, but we'll move on, lads, to question two from Alex Bradbury. Um, check out his podcast, Degenerates Talk Sports. Um, he asked, hey, was just wondering, when both are healthy, who do you think is the better centre, Cat or Embiid? Take it away, Lee. I've gone Embiid for this one. Um, and I say that because I think in... He said who's the better centre, but I'm just going to change it to who's a better player when yep. they're most healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and a big factor in that, in my opinion, is who brings um, more value to their team. Yep. And I just think Joel Embiid... Does that? Um, it's hard to argue in value when he was arguably before he went down the most valuable player, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, Cat has a very versatile game. You know, he can shoot from the three, and he he, he does what he needs to do. But so does Embiid. Yeah. Um. He'll find his way to the bucket. Um. If if players are crowding him, he'll find his way to to the line. Or he's he's even implemented that new um pull up. You know, jumper. What you just said about the free throws and like getting to the line, yeah. really, he's up to 11 and a half attempts a game this year, which yeah. is Goodness just me. next level. But the big thing is the point of difference to most big men. He's shooting at 85% yeah. Yeah, this year right. from the line. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. if any player is shooting 85%, you know, that's, that's mm. top tier stuff. But mm. as a big man, that is incredible. And I think just the way, you know, his, his game is so. Multifaceted. Like, like, even he, on he could shoot as well. Hundred yeah, well. yeah. percent. And the fact that he was arguably the most valuable player, I would have to agree. I would have said Embiid as well. Yeah, I've gone with Embiid. But I pose the question to you: If you did a straight swap of these two guys, would your opinion be different in any sort of way? Because so I in think the, if if we had Cat in Philly. If you had Cat in Philly and you had him beating Minnesota, oh. who would you go with? Um, could p- possibly be the same answer, but I'm just thinking. I think people might look at Embiid in a more favourable light because of the pieces that he has around him and the yep. fact that Philly are going really well. And I think more so as well because we've seen more of him in the last year or two. Yeah, true. Like I, to yep. be honest, I can't remember the last time we saw a real cat stretch mm. yep. um, where he was playing he was dominant it feels like ages ago so yeah. I think it's a really close contest to be perfectly honest with you but I think in terms of who's a more dominant big man who you'd want on your team in a big game yep. I think you're going to be going with Joel Embiid but it's close like it's swap close. them and I still think Joel Embiid will be bringing more value to the team it's a great question though this one really it had is. me thinking like I had to really kind of think do a bit of research because Cat yep. is when he's healthy, a phenomenal player as well. But, again, that big point that 
Joel Embiid was arguably the best player yeah. in the league this year. That's kind mm. of there was no way I could kind of see past that. No, I've been saying the past couple of weeks that um, I'd probably rule him out of the MVP conversation because of that injury. But it's it's hard to now that I'm thinking of it now because I still think oh. he's got a chance. He's crawling he, back he, up. He has, there. A, he has a chance, but I think even today we just saw Jokic go absolutely bananas against. Um, who who do you have today? He had the uh, the Rockets. Yeah, you know it's hard to argue with his like the stats help as well. And now that Jamel Murray's down, exactly, he's going to be tasked with so much. Like yeah. Jokic today had twenty nine, sixteen, seven, <sighs> two steals. Um, and he's just at the forefront of people's minds now. Yeah. In terms of durability, I think he's got got to be the favourite, doesn't he? Because he does absolutely. We've and- had we've had other guys like LeBron, obviously at stages throughout the course of the season, and Joel Embiid, who have looked like they are number one and two on the MVP race, but. Being durable is a big facet of winning the MVP, playing at a high level for a long time and not getting injured or resting throughout the season. So I think you're right. Um, and also your position. Yeah. He's got them up to fourth now. Um, they're Incredible. only a couple of games back a third. They've got home court if things were to Are end serious? today. Fourth. They're up to fourth. They've jumped the Lakers. So I remember a couple of weeks ago they were under the play-in. And how's that? How quickly things can change. It's yep. such a funny year, but... Uh, yeah, great question there. We really appreciate that one, Alex. Oh, great. Uh, let's move on. We'll go to our main man, Caleb. Check him out on IG, Apex Fraser, releasing Apex. his album. Incredible things there. Uh, big congratulations, mate. I know we're all certainly riding the wave with you, um, so I can't wait to see how it all goes. Um, but he asks, Hey, guys, thought it'd be fun to keep up the Pat Williams bit, so here's my question for this week. Where do you see Pat Williams peaking in his career? I personally see him as a little dang 2.0, but I've heard some Kawhi comparisons. Interested to hear everyone's takes. And just remember, he's the youngest player in the league. True. Right. Uh, do you want to start, Rob? Yeah. Do you want me to go? You, no, I'll, I'll, I'll take it away. Good um, stuff. I don't mind the little old Deng comparison, actually. He's one of those guys who was pretty consistent, solid player throughout the course of his career. He, I don't think he ever made that step into superstardom, yep. though. But I think he's a guy who we look back on and say, geez, he was at his best. He was a really solid contributor for the Chicago Bulls. Um, yeah, I, when um, Caleb commented, he commented this on our post, and I, I fired back, I, yep, I can't disagree with that, but I certainly hope he doesn't have the same contract, contract <laughs> as Luol Deng. Oh, that one, absolute robbery. That has been stretched. I yep. think it's still, is it, it this the last year or is it next year? But it is still been stretched. Isn't so. It? It's a hell of a contract, a hell of a payday there, but... Get that bag. Um, Look, I didn't actually mention a comparison um, player. (laughs) That wasn't a word. A comparison player. You just said a parison. It did sound like a (laughs) parison. We're going to have to look back on the list. (laughs) I thought it was a parison as well. I didn't mention a parison. You know what I was meaning. (laughs) I got you. I've pretty much said said that he's going to be a solid um, contributor for the Bulls. Um, He's going to be pretty consistent. Um, I did... Caleb also mentioned um, the comparison of Kawhi. And I guess um, no one in Kawhi's early part of his career thought that he was going to eventuate into the player that he's become today. So I'm more than happy for Pat to prove me wrong. But even though he was a bit of a shock selection for the Bulls at number four, I reckon we'll look back on the pick in about 10 to 15 years' time and go, geez, I reckon they're pretty happy with what um, they got out of Pat Williams. Yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, he went four and no one thought he was going no, four. No, it was probably one of the shocks of the draft, really. I, with like some of the talent that we've seen, you know, Halliburton, I think, 
what did he go like twelfth? And you've had Pat Williams go for you. He was kind of yeah. in the lead up, pretty unheralded. Yeah. Like there wasn't that much hype surrounding him. Uh, in my opinion, like we've only had a look at him fifty four games so far. Um, I think there is a huge, a very high ceiling for him. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't say to Kawhi's level by any stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, the Luol Deng comparison is pretty, just about on the money. Makes sense. Uh, the only thing, you know, it's it's year one, so you, I think this would be a great question to revisit in about twelve months. Mm. Um, you normally see quite a leap from the first year to second year players. Um, I guess I would like to see him just continue to score consistently, averaging that you know, 10 to 13 points a game as well. Yep. Look to facilitate a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I think he can really, you know, when you've got bucket makers like Levine, Vooch now, I think his playmaking could be an attribute that he develops over that next 12 mm, months. Good call. Um, so it's hard to read into at this early stage. But so give, give him someone. Roe didn't give him someone. Give him, give him someone to compare him to. As in the ceiling. Yeah. I don't like comparing players oh, to Oh, this is hard. Um, I don't. Actually, I do like it. Well, do, do you have a name? I do, but say yours. Uh, you, you say yours. Do I, have have a, a, I don't have a name off the top of my head. I have a name, even and minute, even before the podcast, me and Nick were like, geez, I don't even know. Okay, I oh, know. I've but got I, one. Okay, you go then. I'd like to see him. Now, this is just off the scone, just a bit of a thought. I'd like to see him develop into a bit of a Iguodala. Okay. Someone who can play a role, someone who's... You know, there when the moment calls, who's clutch enough to be in a starting five. Yep. Uh, we saw him in the death lineup. He was popped in, was able to do a role. Wasn't the main point of the of the offense or anything like that, but could play good D, could score when needed, can mm. facilitate when needed. Um, I think that'd be a perfect role for him. Do you him. reckon he could be the main man of a team, though? Um, I look oh, back at Iguodala I... when he was playing for the 76ers, and, yep. geez, that guy was... Even though I wouldn't have classified him as a superstar, geez, he was... He would have been a star. He was well, as consistent the as they came. As a number four pick, I would certainly think so. But with that comparison, it leaves it open a little bit. It does. Lee. Okay, I'm going to say a name, and as soon as I say it, you're going to be like, yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right He's going to be exactly right. I have Pat Williams turning out as someone like an OG and an Obi. Ooh. To be honest. It's hard to even know what OG is going to be at this stage, though, as young as he is. Well, how old he? Like, He's under 25 because he was in that yeah. list we had the other well, day. Well, mm. maybe at 24. I, I see him as in on a good team um, as even that fourth role, but still a still a handy player. Mm. Would you be happy with the Bulls, though? You've had him as the number four pick. You wouldn't want him to be the number four option, though, would you? Um, well, it depends because the Raptors just have so many good assets that OG just put, is pushed down to number four. You look at yeah, yep. you look at um who who had um Jeremy Grant. You look at the Nuggets and he was pushed down to probably that number four role fourth, now he's fourth option uh, number one he's guy, number one. So it it all depends what team you're on. So yep. so in saying that, who do you think OG and Anobi might develop into. Oh, don't ask me that. Because as you said, he's very early in his career yeah. and it's interesting that you've moulded him after that, which is a fair comparison. I can sort of see him playing a similar-ish Similar role. role. But at his best, who do you think he can he can become? Oh, give me yeah, a, now we've got you, haven't we? Oh, now man, you're talking. We don't have time. We've got a lot of questions to get yeah. through here, ladies. But so. do you think he can be a solid contributor or do you think he'll be a bit more than that do you reckon he can develop into one of these guys who who could be a superstar again i think it's depends on which team he's on i think he's a great role player and he could be for the rest of his career Mm. but if he went somewhere else i don't think he'd be the number one 
option. He's just not that type of player, but he could be a handy number two. Well, to wrap that question up, then what we might say, then Caleb, we've we've given our our thoughts here now. We want you to in twelve months. <laughs> On, in about 12 months' time, <laughs> if we do another mailbag, we want you to pose this question to us again. Um, and once we've got a bit more look at Pat, that transition, that growth he does from year one to two, um, hopefully we'll have a little more clarity then. But we love the question. We love the Pat Williams bit. Um, keen to run with that in the future. Next question here comes from, oh. well, we got Sports in the Big Apple. Um, mm. Brilliant podcast there, guys, for all your New York sports news. Um, they asked, do you think the Knicks should target Lonzo Ball in the offseason or target a point guard in the draft? And if so, who? Um, now, in their question, they've said the Knicks currently have the 15th pick. Mm. Can I, I might take this one away. I might yep. start this one. Now, I think they. I don't think they should target a, a point guard. I think they should let Emmanuel quickly develop in that role. I think he's been great this year. I think they should target a centre. Now, you said it might have been last week or the week before. Um, Mitch Robinson has been quite injury-prone. Mm. And uh, who's playing a lot? Like Reggie Bullock? Nerlin N- 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 Where's Reggie Bullock play? N- N- are you talking about a centre? He's absolutely not a centre. He's more playing in that guard <laughs> does role. He, does he look a lot like Nerlin's Noel? <laughs> they do look a little bit similar I hairstyles. Think, yeah. Taj Gibson... Yeah, holding that role down at the moment. Which uh, is... It's Noel normally starting Gibson off the bench. That's a worry. That is so. A worry. That's my concern. But I think with Robinson, um, with the injury, how injury prone he's been, they should target a center, and I think they should look to the six foot eleven center out of Texas, Kai Jones. Yeah, um, he's got a name. Kai Ooh. Jones, I think, shown a little bit so far, and someone that could be well worth a flyer if he holds to fifteenth. Yeah, I reckon he'll go a little bit higher, but. Here's another player. If you want to go the point guard role... Mm. I don't. I know who you're Hold going. on, hold on. I know me, where you're going. Give me some space. And I give don't me, mind it. I think... I I do believe, and from all the boards I've seen, I think he'll go slightly higher, edging to the top 10. But if somehow he can hold to 15, I think they go in on Josh Giddy. I think... Giddy up in New York City. Give him the keys to New York, I reckon. Give him the whole city... <laughs> But honestly, I reckon the way the compo- the bleh, the composure he yep. handles himself with, the way he plays, I think they can really um, develop and nurture him. And I think his sky or his ceiling, should I say, yep. not just because I'm riding this train all the way home, but I really think he is a player that you can build around and someone who is going to develop. Yep. Once you get him into that NBA system, you you know you get him with the trainers, you get him in the facilities. I really think his potential is completely untapped. Incredible upside, doesn't he? Incredible upside. At 15th, it's not too much of a risk mm. to, to go with him. Um, I'd love to see him in the bright lights there. So there's there's my pick. Um, either go with Kai Jones, I reckon, target a centre. But if you're looking for that guard, go in on Josh Giddy. And look, Giddy's got a bit of height about him, doesn't he? Could he does. He's six seven, I believe. Yeah. Small ball. Who knows? Yeah, there you go. So there's my take on it. I'll go next. Um, In my opinion, I don't think they go with another point guard in the draft. um, And you're you're thinking as well, kind of build around quickly that young. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Um, But if they were to go after another guard, I think you have to pick a guard with who's established themselves in the league so far. I don't like going with... In the position that New York's in at the moment, I don't like the idea of them going towards someone who hasn't really proven themselves yeah. to be anything at the moment. Because just quickly before you say, mm. how how funny a position are they in? Because they're not, like in the East, they're not a contender. 
Yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. So how do you do you weigh up? Do we say do we look to a two three years ahead, build our young talent, mm. RJ? Quickly, you know, go with that, building the draft. Yeah. Or do we kind do we sign someone who's established and good enough to get us to that next level? I think I think so. Yeah. Um. Uh, the sports in the Big Apple podcast mentioned Lonzo Ball. Do we reckon he would benefit playing alongside Derek Rose, a guy who I guess has faced trials and tribulations throughout the course of his career, been through the ups and downs yep. so far throughout the course of his career? Lonzo Ball has gone through. Ups and he's gone through many downs 100%. as well. I wonder if um, I wonder if that would suit him quite well. The only thing that gets me is I honestly don't know how he would go playing for such a big market with high expectations as New York. We saw him in LA, yeah. and it wasn't it wasn't a bust by any means, but it wasn't kind of the success we hoped for. For sure, um, yeah. I'd been like I quite like him in the smaller market at the moment. He's still developing, still finding some form. And this year he's looking good. Like that, yeah, 100%. that shot of his was looking not good last year. It was not looking good. And this year it is. But I can go ahead. Go with, ahead. Because I, I, this is one of the ones I didn't have any notes written down for, and I'm just trying to. I've just been trying to think about what I think they need to do and what direction they should go in. Mm. I think they should stay away, obviously, from power forward options just because they've got Julius Randle in there and you don't yep. want to mess with that. They've got a wealth. Yep. I am leaning towards a shooting guard and I think someone either like, ideally, a Bradley Beal, already established great shooting guard, or a CJ McCollum would fit them. What's either one of guard? those. Yeah, don't mind it. Yeah. And so... The- so then you're really going for it, aren't you? So you think their time's now? I mean, they're, they're six right now. They are, but if you go for that shooting guard, at the minute you've got RJ Barrett. Do you, are you giving up on him now? No, he's just going to the bench. Going to the bench. He's, he could thrive there with D-Rose as well. Yeah, they would have could, second unit there. Could RJ they? Barrett go to the three, potentially? He could. Well, he who's could there though, now? What have you got? You're looking at Reggie Bullock. <laughs> That's a name I was yeah. after. He can, I, he can I, have he a He can seat. play, but I think if you're going for a contend, like if you want to be a legitimate contender, that's probably a route to go. Mm. Yeah. And again, I think at the minute, you know, Randall's clearly your, your main man. Yeah. If you bring in a Bill or one of those bigger name players, they're going to be given the keys to the city, you presume, and Bill might like that. You know, a change of scenery. It's keys away from Julius Randle, though. He's, I know. But he's only just acquired them, so maybe mm. it's a little bit easier than giving it to someone who's had them for a few years. Yeah. He wouldn't be giving the keys away willingly, will he? No. No. Great question there, yep. though. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, next question, Slick Rick. He uh, asked, Slickers. did the Bulls make a mistake trading for Vooch? Ro. Uh, oh, no. Do you want me to go? Yeah, oh, no. you, you go. You go. Uh, oh, the Bulls are in a funny spot as well, aren't they? We've seen, um, I should have mentioned in odds and ends, but Zach Levine is out at the moment indefinitely until he's undergoing uh, COVID protocol. Yeah. Uh, they're in a real funny spot on the basis that, again, they're in that funny stage between do we go for it, do we contend, or do we you know, kind of sit back and continue to rebuild? Uh, mm. They're currently in 11th, so they're kind of in and around that mix for a playing spot. But I think the signing of Vooch was good. Uh, they needed a quality centre. Wendell Absolutely. Carter was good. Yeah. Um, but Vooch, you know, he's one of the premier talents. And I think now they've got a good core to build around with Kobe White, Levine. Uh, Markinen's a, a very big question mark. Yep. Um, but I think they've got pieces to build around. And I think Billy Donovan, 
they're maybe one or two pieces away from actually being a bit of a, a threat in the East. Yeah, agree. Um, so I, I think it was the right move. I think it was the right move as well, and I say that because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes of the Bulls, but I personally think if they didn't get Vooch or someone of his calibre, Levine, yep. he could stay there for another one or two years. It's but like Trey, wasn't it? He, yeah. he made the request, like, I need mm. better talent yeah. around me, and it is like he, Levine. He wouldn't have stayed there. So he can only be mediocre for so long. Media so Oka. I yeah. think if they want to win relatively soon or at least be in contention, mm-hmm. they needed to get Vooch. Amen. 100% agree. Um, we look at the alternative if they didn't get Vooch, and they would have kept Wendell Carter Jr., who, although he was promising, was very injury-prone. And I think Vucevic, I rate him as one of the best big men in the comp. Yep. Yep. Um, so we were all pretty adamant that he, for the Celtics, would have been perfect. Yep. A uh, huge surprise when he went to the Bulls, but a great pick-up for them. And I think it's going to take time to gel as well. So That's they it. haven't played many games together. Next um, year's probably the year they target a little more so, isn't it? I think so. And I, I'm by no means saying that they're going to be a top four team, but yep. I think they can... Certainly play a few more games and contend for a playoff spot. Restore a bit of credibility back to I the Windy so. City. Yeah. Uh, Ro, this question's to you, posed <laughs> by Jake Gillespie. Yep. By who? <laughs> I, called, I called him earlier Jake Gallop's Pie. Gallop's Pie. You are an Come absolute on. disgrace. <laughs> Got to be better. Jake Gillespie there. Oh, see, I was looking at how his name spelled. It says Gillespie. Gale- have you not ever seen the name Gillespie it's, before? It says Gallop's Pie. Goodness gracious. Jason Gillespie, mate. no. It's, yeah, he's an absolute no. icon in Did the he- Australian cricket. We, no. we just call him Jakey Boy over here. Anyway, okay. we're getting off track. Jake asks uh, to row, why slash how did you become a Celtics fan? Hashtag go green. Go green indeed. Yep. Um, I guess for me, 2008 was the year that I really started getting invested into the NBA. I started watching it quite regularly. And over here in Australia, we got a select... Um, yeah. select amount of games, I guess. We weren't, we didn't, I don't think we had League Pass back then. Not then, I don't um, think. We had SBS. <laughs> we had SBS. We had, did you love an SBS? That's mate? what it was on, SBS 1. We had about, stuff. we had about two to three games a week and just so happened at the time that the Celtics were a team that were televised quite a bit during that period of time. Um, so I gained a lot of, um, I guess, exposure and familiarity with KG and Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen. Yep. Um, the, I guess the original super team back then. Um, so it just so happened that at the time that they were the powerhouse, and while it might, might seem that I was just jumping on a good team at the time, it was a team that I was really familiar with at the time, and it was probably the first team that I... Um, knew all the team's yeah. players at the time yep. when I was getting when I when my love for the game was really growing. Um, so yeah, that's that's how and why I I became a fan of the Celtics. And even though we've had a few down years since then, we've certainly had a few really good years also. And I think Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown are going to hold us in good stead going forward. Brilliant, great stuff you, there. You haven't jumped horse at all. Like, I I know I haven't. I'm guilty of it, but you, you've just been a Lakers Yeah, I've been a Lakers fan, stuck with them. Uh, you bleed the, purple and gold. Bleed purple and gold, even through the, the <laughs> less than ideal years with, you know... Uh, look at the names, Deng, Bynum. Uh, there's some, there's <laughs> and it wasn't Deng and his... Deng and his prime. It's cliche, man. but, like, we all in Australia um, start barracking for a team because of the player that, like, you yeah, had Yeah, we're drawn, we're drawn to yeah. someone, aren't we? I just wonder how... Who, you... <laughs> who was yours for the Wizards? I mean, my, my first Wong? team was the Heat. 
and it was because oh my of, god you're on to number three three and you were tearing i through mean it. i was eight when i started. i was like oh, eight when i started i wouldn't have thought like i i knew late like when he was sort of um, getting into the basketball and how he felt about it, I wouldn't have thought that the Heat were a team with, which you were, like, committed to. I wasn't yeah. committed to him, but I goddamn loved D-Wade. Yeah. And then, obviously, Washington Wizards, I loved... Because I, I was out of basketball for a bit, and then I jumped on the John Wall train. Mm. And then I just haven't had the faith, and that's why we signed the contract. There you go. <laughs> got it writing. I have to wonder how you were, Nick, though, during the Lakers years where Robert Sacre, God damn. Jordan Brown. And, and um, that's the thing. People are like, oh, you're a bandwagoner. You're a bit But it's like, sat through those that era, <laughs> you know, winning 25 games a year, like, oh. you know, that's, that's some tough times. Takes it takes a bit now. of heart to stick with it. And, you know, it just so happens we won the title last year, yeah. so it's all happy days. But there were some... Some dark days there. Some can uh, and some can't. Some I just thought of can't. something funny. I jumped off the wizard's train like that scene in Divergent where they oh, they're jumping, jumping off the train, off the train just... onto that building. <laughs> I was like, I'm out of there. <laughs> Lee was getting off that sinking ship very Real good. quick. Good uh, move though it may, it may turn out to yeah. be. Next question comes from Odin Turnbull. He asks, who is your dark horse team to win the NBA and NBL championships? Now... Mine's very dark. Do you start? We'll, we'll go with you, Lee. Well, it's hard because there's hardly any dark horses in the NBA because most of them are either there's probably a group of four teams that are probably going to yep. win it in each conference, and then there's the very dark horses, and I've gone with the Indiana Pacers um, for my dark horse. My God, that is dark. Just because I think... If all of them turn it on, they'd be insane. If Karis LeVert turned it yep. on, and then if um, the Sabbath and um, and Malcolm Brogdon turned it be on. Nice for them to have TJ Warren, wouldn't it? It would be. Great pick there. That is dark. Uh, NBL pick? I've gone with the Bullets. The Bullet. Brisbane Bullets. Because of Vic. Got a bit Vic, of work to do. Sobes. Um, they're, they're in an absolute... They're in a horrible spot, to be honest, with the amount of injuries they've got. Vic still on the sidelines, has been for a while. Um, they're really looking in a bit of bit of strife now. Mm. Uh, Tanner Krebs as well, also out. Um, they've got a bit of work to do. Yeah. I might go next. Uh, my NBA dark horse. I've got. I would say the Blazers would be up there. Yep. But I'm going to go the Heat now. Mm. The team I backed last year, my darling pick. Um, they they made it all the way to the the last dance. Oh, it was good by you. It's probably one of your better my picks. better picks. Yeah. Well, I'm going to ride them again this year, oh, just on the basis. The faith. I think Jimmy is is a different animal in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, you know, if he, you know, just clicks into that next gear, if they can get Oladipo back at the minute he's out, um, but if he can start to return to a bit of form. The big question, the big thing there being the if, mm, um, but yep. they do have capable pieces: Robinson, Hero, Nun, Adebayo. Like there is a pathway. They are deep. Yeah. Iguodala. They've got. Uh, if that shooting can click, I think they'll mm. be dangerous. Um, in the NBL now, the big thing here: many people might not be too familiar with the NBL, but if you are, um, the top four make the playoffs. So. Mm. There's not too many teams to choose from. A few no, have already dropped not. out. The breakers are gone. The Taipans are gone, you would say. As much as I, it pains me to say it, Josh Gideon, the 36ers, are probably just out of contention at They're the moment. They're out of contention, yeah. Uh, but the team I'm going currently sitting fifth, the Sydney Kings. Now, Casper Ware is, uh, is up there in the top couple of players in the league. Yeah. Plays in a similar kind of a way to Bryce Cotton, um, just slightly below him, I would say. 
But I think when you have a player who can play like that, who can deliver on a nightly basis, mm. uh, you're a chance. So I think they could uh, could turn a couple of heads. Currently sitting just a game behind or half a game behind the Hawks in fourth. Um, I think watch out for the Kings. Two good picks, I reckon. Um, in the NBA, I I really do like Portland as a dark horse. Yeah, with Norman Powell now as well, oh, Nurkic back. It, it puts them into serious contention, and they're already in um, pretty high contention. Um, they've shown in the past as well that they're capable of making deep runs in the playoffs when perhaps they probably shouldn't. Like, there's teams who yep. probably should be higher than them, um, but in the playoffs, I think Dame goes to a different level, um, and he's one of the m- most valuable players in the league for a reason. I think he can cause a few upsets um, off his own back. Um, in terms of the NBL... Now, the team that I'm about to mention actually lost to uh, your pick, the Sydney Kings, a few few days You're ago. Going Phoenix, yeah. I've gone with the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix. Um, I still think they're a team with quite a lot of upside come yep. the playoffs. I think a guy like Mitch Creek leading the team. Definitely. Um, he's one of the stars of the league. Um, but they've also got a few guys who can um, turn up on any given night who make them quite unpredictable and quite difficult to max, match up, up on. Um, Sykes, Adnan, Moore are all guys who can contribute. And then they've yeah. also recently acquired um, former NBA Brokhoff. player Brokhoff, Ryan Brokhoff. Um, he's already showed a few signs that he can be quite a valuable player yeah. for this team. So they're sitting third, I believe, at the moment. Currently but third. Who knows? They could they could cause a few upsets come playoffs. I'm super excited because there's so many quality players now in the league and these teams, we've got the Wildcats and Melbourne United both at 17 and 5, kind of yep. leading the charge. We've mentioned them quite a bit. But then you do have those teams like the Phoenix, the Hawks, the Kings coming up. Uh, certainly going to be an interesting battle to the finish there. Agree. Excellent question there. We'll move ahead. We've got now, um, from our last, I guess, entrant, we can say, Alex Panky, yep. my man, uh, big thank you, mate, for sending in your questions. He's sent in three questions, so we, we might go. do it in a bit of a, a, somewhat of a speed round. We'll do yep. speed round. We'll quickly go. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it exactly like okay. that. Thanks, Ellie. Like, no discussing. I'll say mine. You say yours, Rose. Uh, I'd, I'd like a bit of a, a, sli- a quick discussion. Yeah. A very quick. Uh, first question, the Warriors are struggling. Uh, is Steph Curry good enough to carry them to the conference finals, Lee? He's good. He's not that good to carry them to the <laughs> conference finals. There's just too many better teams in contention, and that's not a dig on Steph Curry. That's a dig on the players around him. Good answer. That's a right. great answer, actually. That is, that's to the point. You've covered... Well done. Yeah, um, well done. I think that Steph is one of the more valuable, most valuable players for a reason in the league. Um, I think the Warriors, with Steph at his best, is one one of those teams who can definitely cause a few upsets. Um, and if you're the number one or two seed coming up against the Warriors in the playoffs, you certainly don't want to be facing a flamethrower like Steph first up. Um, I don't think they'll be capable of making the conference finals, just given given the fact that there's so many strong teams in the West with more well-rounded teams. But yep. I can definitely see Steph um, and the Warriors causing a few upsets. Yeah, in my opinion, I don't think he is. Um, he would have to average about 45 points a game, I reckon, which yep. isn't outside the realms of possibility. Um, but he just doesn't have enough other pieces to go with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with these top-tier teams, Clippers, Lakers, Nuggets, et cetera, et cetera, um, when they're playing at their max in the playoffs, I think, 
I don't think the Warriors have too much of a chance. Plus, at the rate they're going, they're going to have to contend with the plane. Yeah. Which yep. is another little wrinkle to go with it before yeah. you get into the playoffs. So uh, I wouldn't think so there. Uh, Alex's second question, he asks, who was the better signing, Drummond to the Lakers or Rondo to the Clippers? I might start this one. Go for it. Um, I, I've got, it's a little bit of a wrinkle here. I would say Drummond for the regular season. Um, but mm-hmm. Rondo for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Now, I think just with A day out, uh, Drummond getting some more time at five, you know, that's awesome. He can feel that hole while AD's out. Uh, once AD's back in the playoffs, in crunch minutes, I would say he will be playing the five. So Drummond be kind, kind mm-hmm. of becomes void there. You've got Harold stepping up. Uh, and in the playoffs, we just see Rondo, even since he's come in now, the ball's moving a lot better for the Clippers. Um, he's still got that experience, can get the ball moving, can get players open shots, uh, and I think in the playoffs he'll be an invaluable piece there. Yep. Um, I actually really rate the Clippers' acquisition of Rajon Rondo. Yeah. Um, I think the Clippers really required a um, a pure point guard. more they did. S- More so than the Lakers required another dominant big man. Um, they've got a That's few... That's well put. The I way th- you just said that, I like that. <laughs> I, I do you like just it. said some words. No, but the, the, I, I... I'll yeah, take it. I'll, I'll take it for sure. Um, uh, I think what you mentioned, though, Nick, about um, Rondo becoming even more valuable in the playoff, yep. playoffs is a really valid point. Playoff Rondo is a real thing. It is a real thing. And um, I think the leadership and the IQ that the Clippers gain with the acquisition of Rondo will be enormous come the playoffs. And it could even be the difference between um, losing a series and winning a series. Um, so I've actually gone with Rajon Rondo in this in this question. Brilliant. Lee? It's hard because Andre Drummond is obviously the better player than Rajon Rondo. The better box score player, you reckon? Yeah. Uh, well, I think he's the better player than Rajon Rondo. Okay. Um, and he's, I think, personally, he's going to jump to that three spot on the Lakers team. Drummond? Yeah. Really? Yeah. But what playing centre? So, what, you've got AD power forward? Yeah. Oh, okay. Ooh. I, um, I just don't think you'll see many clutch minutes. Okay. That's my issue. But I, in saying that, I do think Rajon yeah. Rondo will be more valuable um, to the Clippers. We saw him last year um, with the Lakers, especially deep in the playoffs and in the finals. Like, those games that go to seven, he really shows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That um, experience, you just can't put a price on it, can you? Can and you I don't can't. know when it started, but, like, him off the screen just shooting from the jump shot is just... just is, is it? It's automatic almost. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's a thing of beauty. Uh, question number three from Alex. He asks... Has Lamelo done enough to be Rookie of the Year this year, despite yep. the injury? Oh, uh, yeah, you go, Lee. As your your man, yeah. the Hornets man here, <laughs> what do you think about this one? God, I wish. Oh. God, I wish he could, but I don't think it's possible. I think even if the bet, I think if LeBron missed half a season in his rookie year, I don't know who he is well, up again. But, but we saw Embiid win. Did he win Most Improved, or was it Rookie of the Year? He won when he only played half a season, um, despite Brogdon. Mm. Oh, oh, Brogdon and, won. No, Brogdon won it, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. 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 I just no, don't. I've got that mixed up there. That's I, all right. I don't think it's possible no matter how good you've played. He's had an ideal start to the to his career, yep. but I just think half a season is too much. Um, you know, it's the reason why um, Zion Williamson didn't win last year. Yeah, true. but again, he only played like 20 yeah, odd games, I didn't know. he? Yeah. To- but if he even played half the games, I think... Yeah, I know where you're going with yeah. it. In my opinion, I don't think he's going to win it, unfortunately. Yep. But um, you wish... Yeah, unfortunately. So who, we who, wish who, he who, did. Who would you pick then? Just 
Me. Straight away. Anthony Edwards. Oh, the Ant-Man. The Ant-Man. I I think he was daylight ahead of the next best best option at the time that he got injured. Um, Since then, Anthony Edwards has stepped up and averaged 24 points during March. Yeah. So, even if LaMelo Ball didn't get injured, geez, Anthony Edwards would have closed the gap more so than he did at the time that um, LaMelo was still playing. Yep. So, LaMelo won't win it this year and Anthony Edwards will. But, geez, he would have closed the gap regardless, I reckon. (gasps) Here we go. We love points of difference here. I hope you say he does win it. Now, in my opinion, just on the basis that I don't think there's any... Like, Edward certainly has a case. Halliburton has a case. But there's no clear I don't, pick. So let me just say, I don't think Halliburton has a case anymore. He's you don't? Dro- he's dropped off. Yeah. Okay, well... Well, he doesn't rate. <laughs> I love Halley. No, you well, dropped I, him out of your 25. Yeah, you, even have, you don't get to say you love Halliburton. I you love Halley, but he's not no, He's not even in contention. You might love Halle Berry, but you don't love Halliburton. <laughs> you don't get to Who's say Halle that. Berry? Who doesn't? Oh, no, Catwoman. Come on. Oh, no. Come nah. on, man. Don't worry. But um, you don't get to say that. <laughs> now, um, I, I would say LaMelo wins it just on the fact that I think since mm. the time we saw him, he's elevated his franchise the most. Uh, currently, Edwards, you know, you can only do so much with what's around you, but they're they're bottom of the conference. Um, Who? The, the Wolves. I thought you were going to say the Hornets. So for Edwards, like... For as good as he's been in this little purple patch, I think what Lamelo did to that franchise in the time he spent was enough to get there. Yeah. Um, but again, I'll put the little dis- the little point on. Yeah. Uh, depends what Edwards can do in the yeah. the next month Obviously. or two. Okay, let me At ask the- you. Let me ask you this: If he c- continues. Um, on a straight line, he plays as he's been line. playing this last March. Like he's been playing oh, great. He's almost yeah. averaging twenty five. Yeah, I, uh, I, in March. Sorry. I'd have to flip a coin. Yeah. In that case, I'd probably say Lamelo. Uh, no, Edward should I say? <laughs> oh, you got a bit too. I'd say, I'd say <laughs> He's at the bottom of his fat lamb. <laughs> I would say Edward, but I, I think Lamelo will get it, and I think yeah. he'll get. You know, because the Hornets are sitting where they are, he yeah. was a big part of that. Um, I think what he did and what he showed initially. Yeah. I think he might have just done enough to clinch it, but it will be close. I really hope so. I, I, I think um, your point's valid in terms of if Lamelo was still playing in the Hornets were where they were, where they are at the moment, I think that but would have come that, into when, contention. When he went out, they were pretty much where they are, aren't they? Weren't they? They were pretty well up there. Oh, the, yeah. The I mean, they were still, still already up there. I just don't think that the Rookie of the Year comes down to where you where your Plays. team is necessarily. I don't either. I think it has a little bit of, like, that's kind of my point of difference I'm using yeah. at the minute because it's real hard to pick. And if he was still playing, that would be a really good point. Yeah. I just think now that he's, he's gone out. out okay. Yeah. Um, we're a lot in the podcast, but I'm just going to add a question in that I've thought of. And you, Mate, we're over you, an hour into the you, piece you and you're adding questions it, on the line. What are you talking about? This is unheard of. It's one more. We've we got here all it's the It's one more, and you need to say it truthfully. All do right. you think, obviously I, I believe the Hornets are going to be in the play, and do you think they'll make it to the playoffs? So they're going to be in the play. Oh. They're at eight so right let, now. let's use it on the basis that they the season ended today. So in that event, Indiana would play Toronto. Yep. Um, in which case, who would you pick in that? We'll start with that. I'd, I'd go with Indiana. The, I'd go with the Pacers as well. Go with the Pacers. Yeah. I would say the Pacers too. Yep. Um, okay. So how many games is it? One. That's one. So oh. in that event, so in the in the seven eight, we've got Miami and Hornets. Who do you have in that? My boys. I would take Miami. I'd go the Heat. I'd no. take the Heat. We'll say one. Well, use the basis of. You know, majority. So you're saying Charlotte. So, okay. so in the in the actual plane, we've got Charlotte and Indiana. 
How long are we out from seeing Hayward and Lamelo? Lamelo's back and Hayward's back as well. Right. We'll say they're back. I take the Hornets. Yeah. I think Hayward's back, Lamelo's not back, and I'm taking Indiana. Two, be- two beats one. <laughs> I think I'm really excited for the plane. I think in both conferences, particularly the West, you know, in that four at the minute from seven to ten, we've got Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, Spurs, some yeah. of the top-tier talent in the league. Yep. Um, but I think for both conferences, it's going to be incredibly exciting. Yeah. Um, Can I just touch on something quickly? Obviously, Joel Embiid was out for a, for a little period of time. Philly have done well to hang on to that. They number have one done spot, very well they? to hang on. Gee. Certainly, yeah. Brooklyn earlier in the week, I think they were number one. Um, yeah. yeah. But they have done a phenomenal job to hang on. And there. even Tobias Harris, he's in my fantasy, and he's been out a fair bit. Yeah. So it's really yep. on Ben Simmons' back. I don't, who else has been playing well? You've got Danny Green. He's been playing yep. better. He has been less than consistent for most part of the year, but he's been better <sighs> as of late. Like they're on a four-game win streak. Um, I'm trusting the process right now. There you go. There you go. And that's the first time in a long time that we trust the 76ers. Oh, true. Uh, we'll wrap up our mailbag there. Guys, once again, a huge, huge thank you for oh. all of your questions. We really do appreciate it. We love these episodes, answering them. Enjoy um, we would, We're going to, you know, we like to do these every month or two. Yeah. Um, so be sure, continue to send in your questions. We love it. Basketball, non-basketball related. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, you know, occasionally sprinkle in some of your questions into the weekly show. You know um, what? I wouldn't even mind. We had none this time. I love the non-basketball. Yeah, if you've got ones. any non-basketball questions, give them to us. I love them out there. You know, we we want to tackle anything and everything. One so. of the highlights of the podcast was when someone asked what our favourite movie was, and Nick <laughs> said Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm not going to go into that right now. I'll, uh, no, know. let's delve into we it. Won't, <laughs> if we weren't an hour and five minutes into the piece, I would give you a full synopsis. I'd give you the full backstory. I'd give you the whole debrief. But bottom line is, ask us some non-related. Yeah, absolutely, ones. guys. But once again, for everyone right. who sent questions in. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> tell you what, bro. I can't believe Go you said Jack on, and the Bean's talking that day. I, I, you Dead really... serious. No, no, like joke in his. There's no joke. There's no joke. He and... said it. He said it like deadpan. Looked into my eyes as serious as he's ever said what, anything. If I go into this, it's going to be a no, full don't, another episode. Don't. So I better <laughs> don't. Leave it You're of the week. Um, believe it, it or not, boys. Joey Scarberry says, who will it be? So, Nick, why don't you tell it who it is? I will tell you who it is. I will absolutely tell you who it is. My hero of the week here is Jalen Brown. Oh, I love J-Dog. So, Jay Money, during the week, the Celtics beat Denver 105-87. to uh, They outscored Denver 31-8 to in the final quarter. Jesus Christ. An NBA team scoring eight points in the last quarter is just unheard of, but in this game, Brown had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, went 8 of 15 from the field. Uh, they then followed the, that up, the Celtics, with a 116 to 115 win over the Blazers. Brown in that one having 24 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal. Again, super consistent. is like I love that about Brown, how he mm. goes about his business on such a nightly basis. But then they beat the Lakers, as much as I hate to say it, 121 to 113 in this game, Jalen Brown had 40 points, nine rebounds, oh. three assists, a steal. But how's this? He was 17 of 20 oh. from the field. He was three of five from three. But the big, 
as great as that all is, oh, which it keeps is, getting better. Which is, is it the free which throw? Which is awesome. No, it's oh, not okay. the free throw. In the plus minus, he was plus thirty six. Yeah. Oh come on! Now the thing is though, that's awesome. But when he was on the court, that, like, <laughs> that's more. That's that's when he was on the court. He <laughs> when does it stop? He was double the next best Celtics player. Did he cure cancer? Or something? He, he, I tell you what, he just about did. The next, the second best Celtics player was plus seventeen. Oh, he what? was plus thirty six when on the court. He I was mean, a star. Lights out from the field, just doing everything that you could ask for as a as a team member. Um, and, you know, often it's thought that Tatum, mm. like, he gets all the praise. He's the big dog. Um, but Brown, you know, I, I think it's time we shed some light on him. And as for as much as I bashed the Celtics this year, I know, Ro, there's probably been it's... numerous times where you've wanted to, uh, to you know, smack me out. I but haven't had that much bashing, to be oh, honest. It's been a little there's bit. There's been quite a bit of bashing. But I really think Jalen Brown <laughs> deserves um, some recognition for the work he's done. Green lad. <laughs> How's so, that? So I, I I love that one. Um, I know we didn't mention Jalen Brown in any of our top 10, no. 25 under 25 last week. Is he under 25? Yes. Should have we given him more credit? Or do we think he's probably close to his potential? We should have I, I given him more credit. I think he's closer to his potential than some of the other players that yeah. in the top 10. But I think his potential, oh, I guess his plateau, is a real, real steady number two. Yeah. Um, whereas the top ten, you normally look to a number one guy, a mm. future MVP, but I think he's a really solid number two. I feel like I should have given him more credit at least. Oh, what, top ten, you reckon? Yeah, I think really? so. Yeah. I mean, didn't I put LaMelo Ball at, like, three anyway? So Did you? Four or five. <laughs> so. You're a stupid idiot. No, <laughs> take that back. No, well, I've I've given my boys some credit and Roe didn't. So. Well, yeah, so you follow up then. You give it to your hero of the week. My guy that I've put in hero this week is Paul George. Oh, yeah, no one, no one could argue with that. He's just been on fire. Parental um, guidance advised. What? what? <laughs> 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 He's been on fire while while Kawhi's been out. Um, and before yep. the season, um, after that horrible playoff run, he vowed to us that he'd return to his MVP form and level. Yeah. Um, he was training with his, his Pacers trainer and he was just putting his head down and, and he's been playing. Elite. And he's making that promise real. Well, the thing yeah. is as well, like, was it, was it last year or the, it was last year that, wasn't it? Or the year before that, until he went down, he was probably top two, top three in the MVP road. Voting? Yeah. Was that last year? <laughs> that, that was when he was with OKC. OKC yeah. the year before. Yeah. Um, so he was top three at that point. And really, for the first time since then, looks like he's getting back to that mm. level. Yeah, his, his shooting percentages are high. He's taking the game on. In, that's um, what I was going to say. He's just more aggressive. But mm. the, I, I 100% I am not certainly just bashing that pick. I love uh, that pick, and he certainly deserves it. Yeah. To be honest, it was between him and Brown for me. Yeah. Mm. Um, the big thing now for the Clippers and for George as a whole is showing it in the playoffs. Well, that's why I put them above the Lakers, because yep. I think him and imagine Kawhi. Yep. He played like it last year, but imagine them both just playing I their old. It's going to be a hell of a series oh, if on. we get it. Yeah. Ro, you take us away. Round it out with number three, your hero of the week. Mate. Last but certainly not least, I've gone with Wardell Curry. Oh, oh. The chef. The chef. Cooking up a storm. Oh, with the pot. Um, over the last week, he's had 39.6 points, um, six rebounds, 5.4 assists. Yep. Um, it, it just seems like 
the Warriors could very well make the play-in this year. And then if they make the play-in, who knows what can happen. Yep. Um, over the last week, they've had wins against a few sort of mediocre teams, Cleveland, OKC, but they also won against Denver. And you've got, you've got to beat those bad teams. That's a sign of yep. a good team being able to actually... You know, find the motivation and knock off those bunny teams. 53. <laughs> what was that like? Bunny, those bunny teams. What's bunny mean? Like just the, the teams that you should beat but you, oh, okay. you lose to. Okay, I've never heard that. Yeah, um, but <laughs> he, he, he seriously put himself, like yeah. we go back to Alex's question before, he's seriously putting himself into um, a position where the Clippers, uh, not the Clippers, the Warriors can contend yep. if they make the playoffs. Solely um, based on his output. Based off his output, if he fails... And, and I said then, if, he, if he can score 45 points a game, and you just said he's scoring 39 this week, yep. there is every chance in the playoffs. So they just feed him, run him into the ground, yep. and there is every chance he could actually t- produce that, 45 I points a game. 100% agree. Did we see throughout the week when he tried to beat the three-point made record and Stevie Kerr said, not today. Yeah, he not said, today, Steve. you're not well, back on. Well, just a congratulations as well. During the week, he passed Will Chamberlain as the Warriors' yes. all-time leading yep. scorer. Uh, should have been in my odds and ends. He, you know, again, just highlights what an absolute, I guess, franchise star he's been for the Warriors. He is completely, not only in a monetary sense, but in a, a fan sense, in, yep. in a success sense. Um, He has altered their franchise um, for, you know, arguably, he, and he's, he's transformed the game. Yep. Uh, we're yeah, seeing now Dame sure. and Trey shoot from, you know, nearly half court, but Steph really was the pioneer of this. Um, you know, there there's not enough superlatives to actually describe what he has done for the franchise and the game. No, and there's not. You know, there is every chance he could certainly carry them to a conference final. As Alex, you know, yep. Question. But you said on. no. I said no, but there's every chance he could. I don't yeah. think he I, will. I have a segment um, proposition. Oh, here we go. No, oh. an hour and fifteen into the piece, and Lee's coming. <laughs> the love child. What about? Because I'm just brought up so many in my head. How about we make a segment, a mailbag for our own sake, where we get to ask the questions? <laughs> we ask where ourselves we ask questions. Because already, I'm buzzing with questions. You are, are you? Yeah. I reckon oh. you get a notepad and pen and start jotting these down. Yeah. Then let's have a part two. I, I think we should. To be honest, we have. Um, you know, we've, we've we've overstayed our welcome. We have good. overstayed our welcome. We have loved. <laughs> Doing this one, uh, just quickly before we wrap I guess, up, chance on what you've said there, Lee. Uh, recapping here on the week, I myself had Jalen Brown, uh, PJ thirteen, and I had the chef Curry. Lads, I tell you what, three phenomenal players doing phenomenal things. Um, all three of which we should more than likely, hopefully, see in the playoffs. Yep. Um, you know, and I, I really think just on finishing what you've said there, Roche, chef Curry. You know, all-time leading scorer for the Warriors now. He has every chance. If any man can carry a franchise mm. um, to that conference finals, like as a sole individual, yep. he is that guy. Yeah. Um, yep. So certainly looking forward to seeing what he can produce. Oh, same. Well, unbelievable, guys. What an absolutely ripping episode. We cannot thank you guys enough for sending in your questions. Uh, Lee, I don't mind the idea, you know. Once yeah. you get the creative juices flowing here, yeah. yep. um, in our case, the fat lamb and the raspberry ciders, uh, <laughs> the, the questions and the ideas that start coming to mind are endless. Um, so, you know, we love the questions. Guys, continue while to send I'm on them the, in. While, oh, here we go. while I'm on the topic, we need to... Oh, we may as well put one up right, right now. And I, we need to do, like, more IG lives. We do need to. Because they're a blast. Lives. We need to... I was even thinking before while I was sober that we should do um, <laughs> just, like, some YouTube... So, what... Are you now pissed, are you? 
Yeah, I'm going. I'm going skis. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I'm in good stead. No, uh, yeah. oh, he says that. Mate, says you, that. you've had half of what Ro and I have had, and we're holding it together. <laughs> I'm holding the team I'm together. I'm about ten years younger than you both. So. Oh, it's a look at that. Um, I think we should do that for one YouTube. I think we should um, just do like a video sense of a segment. So we. We like have a question and we just say it on YouTube. Yeah. Same no, with TikTok. We, well, we certainly are. Um, I know because we need to get back into that. I know for Ro, you are looking to move into your own home soon enough. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. and I certainly know that TikTok, YouTube, with me. Uh, you're moving into yes. Um, but the visual media <laughs> side of it will certainly increase. So, you know, guys, we certainly do. We do have big plans. We do have big things in the works. Um, you know, time is sometimes not permitting with our nine-to-five workday yeah. life. Um, but we do have big things planned. Uh, stay with us. Uh, nothing but good things coming. Um, and I guess in summary, guys, a big thank you once again for sending in those questions. Continue to do so. Oh. Like During our normal episodes, as I said, we will answer them. Give us basketball. Give us non-basketball. Ask Lee about his deepest, darkest thoughts. Yeah. He'll give uh, them away as well. Uh, you know, he studied philosophy in college. He loves it. He so. loves a bit of Plato and stuff. I'm just thinking because yeah. a lot of people... Sigmund Freud? Yes. There's a name yep. in the psychology world. Frederick Nietzsche. Yeah, um, but I just wanted to <laughs> say, like, a lot of people end up with their podcasts and their YouTube videos saying... Um, show this to another friend, but I find that so cliche. So the only thing I can so don't show it to anyone. I mean, like I've said that before. <laughs> Share it with a friend. Yeah, I know, but yeah. It, it is so typical. Though is. the only thing I can say is if you truly enjoy listening to the potty, keep listening because yeah. we're coming out with with more content. Absolutely, guys. We certainly um, we'll wind it up there with the end of episode housekeeping. Guys, continue to stay up with the socials. You know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Um, we've pr- we did say it last week. It's one of them things. Be right or good night. The punishment is coming. Um, you know, it, it's it's just it's a funny thing that, but we are certainly um going to have a punishment out for. Yeah. It's a funny thing because it's truly hard to think of punishment. It is indeed, and it's so. truly hard to find the time to do them. It is. It is indeed. Uh, we normally catch up, you know, a couple of times a week, um, and often late at night. So it is hard to get the punishments done, but they are coming, um, guys. We do appreciate it. If you, you know, you do are listening to the show. If you're still listening with us, an Good hour and 18 in the piece, a big thank you. Um, you know, continue to share it. Continue to listen. We love it. We really appreciate your support. And we can't wait to bounce back next week with a huge episode, eh, lads? Oh, God. It's, it's actually been my favourite episode for a long time. And I'll tell you what, that hour and 20, it is absolutely flown Fly. by. Could do another. I could, I'm... Electric. I have plenty. I just want. I could just talk absolute nonsense. We should almost release What's a new? special bonus episode. <laughs> yeah, so, we'll get a Patreon up and running. Yeah, absolutely. We should do that. But guys, plenty of things in the works. Uh, a big thank you for listening, supporting, sharing, all the rest of it. We can't wait to hit you up next week with another huge episode. So, till then, love you. Bye. <laughs>